Hello and welcome back to the EH Sports Pod. And uh, just about a week after the, uh, the NBA Draft Lottery, we are going to be doing our NBA Mock Draft 1.0. I don't know if we're going to do another one, but With Will. we did With two Trace. NFL ones, so 1.0. And uh, this one's a live mock draft, so we haven't picked, we haven't figured out our picks. We're doing it on, as we're doing the podcast, we're picking. So, um, Brandon's picking for the teams in the West. I'm picking for the teams in the East. Yep. So the San Antonio Spurs were the luckiest team in the lottery. They were able to secure the number one pick, and uh, this year they're going to pick Victor Wembanyama with the number one pick, uh, center out of France. Um, obviously, the number one pick this year, he is looking like a LeBron James type prospect. He is looking like one that everyone's already compared under that. How is he looking like? Yeah, he's every- looking like a LeBron James type prospect, like it's, a generational prospect. That's already been like concluded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like you're figuring something new out. I didn't looks, say I was. You're like he looks like a generational. Anyway, he, is he generational. handles really well. He can shoot really well. He's also like seven foot three or something. Yeah. So, very uh, anticipated prospect, and I think he'll fit right in with the Spurs because he has Greg Pop. He's gonna have Greg Popovich as a coach. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time, and the Spurs already are just needing talent everywhere. He's gonna have the opportunity to play a lot. He's not gonna be on a team that already has a bunch of talent. He's on a team where the ball is going to, like, go to him every time, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, now the second pick, Charlotte Hornets are going to pick Brandon Miller forward out of Alabama. Uh, he can shoot very well, and I think he's a better prospect just because Scoot Henderson is a lead guard, and they already have LaMelo, and I don't think they would go good together even if they do. I think you'd much rather add depth, I mean not depth, but add a big-time big player in a position of need, which they don't have a great front court for it. So I think they'll go with Brandon Miller here. There's also reports saying that they're um, interested in Brandon Miller too. So Yeah, Brandon Miller, uh, he's big, but he can shoot. That's one of his best traits, that he's a really good shooter. Yeah, and he actually can handle the ball. Uh-huh. Better than what people. So I think he will go along really nicely with Melo. And so uh, the third pick, um, the Blazers. This may be a position for the Blazers where they trade out of this pick, in my opinion. Yeah. Because I think the top three players in this draft are uh, Wembenyana, Brandon Miller, and then Scoot Henderson. But I don't know if Scoot Henderson is the perfect fit for the Blazers. So if the Blazers just trade it down even maybe uh, a few spots, maybe the Magic want to move up. If the Blazers trade down to number six, they can probably still get uh, the guy that maybe the guy that they want at number six uh, and some extra value. So I think it's a spot where they might move out, but if they don't, I think they still pick uh, Scoot Henderson just because I th- those are the top three players in this draft. They're a little bit above everyone else. Henderson, he's really quick. He can bring a lot of energy to a team. He's 
he can improve uh, his three-point shooting. That's one area where he can improve on, but he is a really versatile player, and I think he's the third pick in this draft, yeah. no matter who's picking. Well, the third pick. He's going to be a top. He could be two or three. Yeah. Okay. Then the Rockets uh, with the next pick. I, they pick Amon Thompson um, out of the G League. Amon Thompson and Oscar Thompson. They're twins, but I think Amon Thompson is just a little bit better. He he seems quicker, and he's uh, they're both the same height. One's a six seven uh, point guard. The other is a six seven like wing. So yeah, um, he's able to handle really well. He can shoot. Um, he he could improve his three point shooting just like Scoot Henderson. That's something both of them can work on. But that's like one of those like big point guards are becoming more and more like prevalent in the NBA now, and, and it gives you so much more advantage because you can like shoot over smaller guards that are usually be guarding you, or at least if wings are guarding you, you're at least like the same height and you're not undersized, and you can see the court a lot better. Yeah, when he you're that he is ball. a really good passer as well. As a rookie, he could legitimately be one of the best passers in the league already. Yeah. Like, he has great core vision. Okay. Now, with the number five pick, Pistons will pick Taylor Hendricks. Wow. Out of UCF. No one's obviously very, very high on, on Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks is 6'9". He can shoot and play very good defense. So he's like an oversized 3 and D wing. Basically. I mean, he's a forward, but he can play. I mean, he, he can, can he can shoot, yeah. And he can guard. It's not like he's a forward that can't guard. He can guard probably like 2 through 5 almost. Yeah, he's definitely... Or at least 2 through 4. Over the past... Uh, year but even just over the past month too he's risen up draft boards a lot um he came into this year not as a, a first round pick definitely but his play has just helped him improve over and over and now obviously no one thinks he's a top five pick so obviously he's done really well to do that yeah all right now with the number six pick the orlando magic pick anthony black Guard out of Arkansas. Anthony Black has great court division. His only weakness is his shooting, but it seems like he can get that over like under control when he gets further into the NBA. And like his the vision he has is like really good and he's taller too, one of the like taller point guards and seems like he can be like a really good guard in the NBA. Yeah, um, I don't have him as high exactly as you. I think his offense has something a little bit more to be desired. Um, and I don't know how much. And obviously, when you get to the NBA, you're going to need to keep improving. Uh, he has an advantage. He has. He's a very, very good defender. One of the yeah, best defenders in this draft. Like you. That's what I was going to mention too. He's also a great defender. So a, gu a guard that can actually play good defense is not a common. Mm. NBA. Well, kind of, but it's not really common. Most of the well, time, well, really good defense. I mean, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Now with seventh pick, the 
Indiana Pacers will select Jairus Walker forward out of Houston. Jairus Walker is a, a forward. He's kind of undersized because he's kind of a big man. He doesn't shoot as well. But undersized? For, like, he's not... I mean, like, because he, he's not really, like, a shooter, so he's, like, a forward, but he can't really... He seems like he would be benefit from being a little bit taller because he's not a great shooter. and He's not a he's great big, shooter, he's but he's player. also not afraid to pull up. Yeah. but He plays very good defense, which is, like, the main part of why he will go this high. Yeah, and I would even have him probably even higher. I If I was... Uh, Picking for the East, I probably would have picked him at five. So yeah, he is look, he is looking like a really good prospect. I feel like he could be a bust though, just because he can't shoot and he's not like big. I don't, I don't know why you keep saying he can't shoot. He's like because thirty low thirties. He can, he's still okay shot and he can improve his shot. That's what you hope. Like look at Rudy Gobert. He's an elite defensive player. He can't even shoot. Yeah, but he's if also he shoots seven outside feet. the paint, he's like. There's no way it's going. He's he's also seven feet tall, and then you have Jairus Walker six nine. Six nine is a huge like that's a huge difference. Those three inches between like if you're you don't have to. He shoot has when a huge you, wingspan though. Yeah, but you don't necessarily have to shoot when you're a um, center as well as when you're a like wing forward. It's, that's true, but the still. smaller you are, the more important your shooting is. Yeah, I think he can improve his shot. That's why. I have him. I would have him going higher. Okay, who's your pick for the Wizards? Um, the Wizards with eight pick pick Cam Whitmore, a wing out of Villanova. Okay. He's great defense. He came onto the scene. He's a freshman. He only played one year in college, but nobody thought too high of him. And all of a sudden, he just he has great defense and he can shoot. And, like, 3 and D wings are high value in the NBA now. Yeah, and he's That's really explosive, value. which yeah. is going to be a, important for the NBA to be able to be explosive and get to the rim, which is another thing he's good at. All right, now it's finally my turn to make a pick, and it's the Utah Jazz. The Jazz, this is the dream situation for the Jazz, that Oscar Thompson falls all the way to number 9, and they're able to pick him up. I have Thompson uh, number five on my big board. I think he's actually a really good player. His defense is elite, and his shooting is really good. He's a shooting guard. Um, he isn't the best at getting... He's not a guard, he's a wing. Yeah, a shooting guard. That's his position. He's a wing. Yeah, a wing shooting guard. Like a forward. Whatever. He's a shooting guard. I think it's forward, but whatever. ESPN defines him as a shooting guard. Okay, if you want to dress the You started arguing with me. I said he was a shooting guard. Anyway, he has great, like I was saying, he has great defense. He can shoot. Uh, he needs to work on getting to the rim, um, but he's also a really good passer. I think this is a great pick for the Jazz. You have anything to say about Thompson? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem as explosive, obviously, as Almond Thompson, but he still, he still seems like he can be a high Position. He seems like he can do a little more than just be a 3 and D wing, which is big when your 3 and D wings can do. I think more. he has a lot of potential. Yeah, but like, like when a player has a lot more than just shooting threes, like that's already valuable 3 and defense, but when you add in like a whole other dimension, that just makes your offense 
more dynamic. So. Yeah, and if you, like, we're talking about the draft, but now if you look at the Jazz, like, they're stacked. Because they have a pick at 16-2. I'm just... Obviously, you're not biased at all, don't worry. I'm not. Okay. Um, with the 10th pick, uh, the Mavericks, um, they are going to select, here, let me, they're going to take Jordan Hawkins. Jordan Hawkins, I think he's a really, really good, um, shooter. I think he's underrated as a shooter, and uh, with UConn, they had Adon Sinogo. They had um, they had Andre Jackson as well. So uh, Jordan Hawkins, he didn't get as much chances to show out, but he still showed out really nicely. Um, I think he's maybe a little underrated in this draft, and if the Mavericks get him at that uh, at um, ten. I still think that's a good pick. A lot of people don't have him that high, but I think getting him at 10 is still a good pick. Yeah. I mean, the Mavericks are another one of those teams where it seems likely that they'll trade out, trade their pick. Maybe either trade down or trade out of the draft completely, but if they do stay there, that's a good pick for them. The Orlando Magic now, number 11. I have them picking Grady Dick, 6'8", wing out of... Kansas. He can shoot the ball very well, and Orlando needs shooting. They have so many guards, so obviously a guard would not be a great like player to pick at that position. So I think that's perfect for... He's still a guard. He's a wing, but he's still a guard. I know, but like, he's six. Like, I'm saying like a point guard, like so many just okay. like actual shooting small guard is still guards. A guard, though. Okay, I'm just saying small guards. <laughs> okay. Is that better for you? Yes. They have a ton of small guards, and they have like just too many guards, so you pick someone that's more that can add something besides just ball handling because there's only one ball on the team. So. Yeah, on the court. And they already have, um, they have Shea. They have. Talk about the Magic. Oh, oh, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Anthony, I was looking. I was looking at Markel the next picks. Yeah, I think that's a great pick for them. Uh, they're. I think they're still in a rebuild at this point. Yeah. Uh, so they just need to get some talent. Okay. Oklahoma City Thunder, they have the next pick. This is what I was trying to look at. This is what I was talking about just a second ago. Um, they pick Kaysen Wallace, point guard from Kentucky. Um, this is a great pick for the Thunder. They The Thunder weren't a great defensive team this last year. Um, and Kaysen Wallace... He's probably the best um, perimeter defender in the entire draft. And his offense, he can he's not the best shooter, but he can still create for himself. Um, and he can get better at that as he uh, goes throughout the league. So I think this is a great spot for the Thunder to pick him up. Him falling to 12, maybe it's not really a fall, but he could have picked like the Mavericks. The Mavericks... I feel like it could be another team that yeah. picks him. Except they just, I mean, they don't really necessarily need a guard. They could also, the map, the, that Mavs could use a third ball handler. Mm -hmm. All right, okay, now the 
Raptors, I have them picking Kobe Bufkin, 6'4 guard out of Michigan. He has a lot of potential to me. He's not like one of the bigger guards, but he has explosiveness and he can shoot yeah, well. Yeah, he can just. The thing I like about him, he finds so many different ways to shoot. Like, he's able to get to the rim so quickly um, and just throw it up there in a way like, how did that go in? Kind yeah. of. It's just really impressive. Okay. Just a second. All right. For the Pelicans, I was hoping that uh, Kobe Bufkin would still be there for the Pelicans. Uh, but, of course, he's just picked. So they're the Pelicans, they do need a point guard. So they're going to pick Jalen hood Shafino, point guard out of Indiana. Um, and uh, Shafino, he's, I think he's a really good passer. And he reminds me kind of of Johnny Davis, who was picked. Does he rem- that, it's not a when good I just, thing. Maybe it's not a great thing. Call it, he reminds me of college Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis hasn't strived, hadn't done well in the NBA at this point. But he looks like Johnny Davis in the way that he's able to pass. The, the way the, um, He chooses, I feel like he chooses good shots. Um, so this is a great pickup for the Pelicans, who really need a point guard. Yeah. Okay, now to the Atlanta Hawks. With the 15th pick, I have the Hawks picking Ray and Ruppert, 6'7 wing out of the New Zealand Breakers. Which is a team in France, or in that general area. Yeah, weird name for that. He also he has a, also a good shooting week. He's bigger too, can play defense. Good value pick for them. Yeah, he's a really good defensive player. That's uh, what kind of he's known, not maybe not known for, but that's his best strong suit. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly what the Hawks need. They need a defensive player. All right. Now on to the Jazz. The Jazz, with a 16th pick, they're going to take a swing, and they're going to take Maxwell Lewis. Maxwell Lewis out of Pepperdine. Um, he didn't perform maybe <coughs> the best, but he has so much potential. He's a big, uh, He's a big forward. He can shoot really well, and he's able to get to the rim. Uh, he can improve his defense. He can keep getting better. But I think this is a pick where Maxwell Lewis could turn into something really good. Um, and the Jazz, they're still rebuilding, so why not take a chance at someone like that? Yeah. I didn't have him that as high as you did, but he was a good player. And I don't even have him that high on my big board, but still, that's just him? where... I have him 19 on my big board. The Jazz are like 16. 30. Maybe it's just because you watch a lot of West Coast Conference basketball. Not necessarily. I just think him and Gigi Jackson, those are two players that could turn into all-stars but haven't played that well in college. They just have so much potential. I like picking off potential. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, you're the Lakers now. Oh, my bad. (laughs) My bad. Okay, the Lakers, um, they need a center, and they're going to pick Derek Lively out of uh, out of Duke. Um, the Lakers, we saw in the playoffs, just against the Nuggets, they weren't able to 
Um, they weren't able to really have a guy behind Anthony Davis. They decided that they would try to go to Tristan Thompson in game four. That's how desperate they were to have someone behind Anthony Davis. Um, and if they can develop Lively, uh, he's not the biggest center, but he can. he's a, a good defensive player. He can get to the rim. Uh, I think this is a good pick if the Lakers are able to develop him well. If they aren't able to, then he could just be a bust. Yeah. I thought he was, like, he has a, what is it, a low ceiling, but a high floor. Like, he, I don't feel like he can be too bad of a bust, but I don't think he can go as much. He can be a solid center for you. Yeah, and the Lakers, um... Honestly, their probably main priority right now is not getting LeBron James to stay with them and not retire because just it seems like there's been some rumors that he might want to retire. And uh, obviously after them getting sweeped, that's something that could swept. legitimately... Oh, swept. My, I'm sorry. That's something that could legitimately happen. Um, and so just getting some more depth in position they need is yeah. a good idea. Okay, now the Miami Heat. I have them picking Daka earlier. Gigi Jackson, real name Gregory Jackson. He is six nine forward. He can shoot not as well as he like. He seems like he can. Ha- he has potential to be a, a better shooter than he is. But he also plays great defense. And he's only a like he's only he was only a freshman, so it's not like he's an old player. So he's yeah, he's very young. He's one of the Maybe he is the youngest player in this draft, um, but he just has a bunch of potential. It's going to be exciting to see what he's able to do in the NBA. All right, next up is the Warriors, and the Warriors are going to take Bryce Sensabog, a power forward out of Ohio State. Um, the Warriors, they just, I feel like they need some depth there. Their recent draft picks, they haven't panned out. And so they just... Really, the Warriors need someone from the draft that actually becomes a good NBA player. I think Bryce Sensabog can be that. He's a power forward, which is a position where where the Warriors um, need. And so uh, just getting him, he's kind of a... He's a bigger power forward. I think he can bring some... Physicality to the table, yeah, and they can shoot and just, as well. Yeah, which we all know the Warriors love to shoot and shoot good. Something else the Warriors could do. They, um, I mean, obviously, if Derek Lively was still on the board, I think the Warriors should choose him just because I Levon think. Looney, they have Levon. I know. I think they. Juan Looney is definitely going to be better than. Is better. Warriors than small Lever. ball. I think that. Are you saying for as a backup? Yes. Okay. At first, I was like, you think that he's he can grow into something better than. I think the Warriors need, not that this is, um, a bad thing, but small ball isn't gonna cut it really any anymore in the NBA. The teams that we're seeing, go, uh, farther, we're starting to see them actually have centers or big power forwards that can actually dominate inside. And so the Warriors, they need some some uh, length, some height. Yeah. And Kavon Looney is in that imposing as defender. Yeah. All right. 
Um, next up is the Rockets. The Rockets, they're going to take Nick Smith Jr., a point guard out of Arkansas. Now, they don't really need a point guard too much at, at this point, but Smith Jr., he was the number one recruit coming out of high school, uh, and he had a not a great year because of injuries. Um, but it's also worth noting, he doesn't have to play point guard. He's like a combo guard. So, I mean, you can put him at, like, shooting guard, and you can come off the bench for Jalen Green. Yeah, it's just that he's fallen so far at this point that really – It'd just be smart to take him. Um, he what like I was just saying, he was the number one recruit coming out of high school. He deal he and he was dealing with injuries. So honestly, he could uh, just come back. Maybe he just had a bad year. He could come back and be a huge uh, helper for the Rockets. Yeah. Okay. Next are the Brooklyn Nets. Nets at twenty one, and I have them picking. Keontae George, guard out of Baylor. Baylor, yeah. Yeah, 6'4". George is another one that's fallen in our mini mock draft. He was 16 on my big board. Yeah, he seems like he has the potential to be a good player, and they need, like, a guard. Because Dinwiddie, I don't know how much longer. Dinwiddie didn't really do much in the... Yeah, and George, he he's... He's a good decision maker. Um, he could improve his shooting, but he's just very, he's very confident, which is uh, good for a guard. And the Nets, like, I think they should just be picking the best available players at yeah. this point, and maybe a center, because they do have another pick right after. They have Nick Claxton. Yeah, but I I just think teams need better depth at center. These days, you're a big in, these... in the centers right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I see the NBA shifting a little bit back to um, having big guys down in the post. Yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm thinking actually like big guys, but ones that can shoot. I don't think that the NBA is gonna go back to people that can't shoot big guys. They're gonna want. They're yeah. gonna go back to like. I mean, the importance of a big man that can shoot is growing. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. But not as much a postman. Like, uh-huh. not posting but up. But still, posting up, I, I think that's underrated. Like, we see Joel Embiid posting up. Joel Embiid got MVP. It's just, okay, I think... but that wasn't, like, the main players. Okay. okay. Now Chris Murray is the pick. And that's a back-to-back pick, 21-22. At 22, I say Chris Murray is a great pick for them because he can shoot and play good defense. He is an older player, but I feel like his potential. He has, yeah, like, he, he can be he solid. He was a senior. Like, yeah. He can be solid. And you know what, like, the usually when prospects are older, you can, you usually know what to expect from them. They may not be ever developing anything amazing, but they at least are consistent. You're not getting yourself into something that you don't actually know. Like, they won't, usually won't be bust. Yeah, and something nice about Chris Murray is he's improved each uh, of his college careers. Obviously, his brother, Keegan Murray, um, he entered the draft last year, was picked by the Kings. Um, but Chris Murray really uh, broke out this year in a way. He averaged, um, I don't have it up, but he averaged, I think, upwards of 20 points a game. Um, so he was really, he really is a, just a really good shooter. 
And the Nets, like I was saying before, just pick the best player available. And if that's what it is, then go for it. All right. Um, the next pick is the Blazers, the Portland Trail Blazers. <laughs> wow. Um, and they're going to pick Leonard Miller, a uh, small forward out of the G League. Leonard Miller, um, he was last year, he could have been maybe a second round pick. But he decided to go to the G League to improve his, um, man, I'm forgetting what, what stock. Were, yeah, improve his draft stock. Um, this is a great pick for the Blazers. Um, this is what they need, and they just need to surround Damian Lillard with talent. So Leonard Miller, uh, he's a good defensive player. He can shoot. I think this is a good pick for them. And then. The Kings, which are next. The Kings. Wait. Yes, it is yeah. the Kings. Okay. The Kings, they're going to take Noah Clowney, uh, power forward out of Alabama. This is, they need some more defense. Noah Clowney is an okay defensive player. Um, but they also need a power forward. And he is the best, best power forward on the board right now. You have anything to say about either Not of those really. picks? I didn't have him on my board, but you don't have Noah Clowney on your board. No. You were yelling at me before this even started for a player. I wasn't that... yelling at you. Wow. You did you have See, Leonard Miller on, on your board? Yes, of course I did. Okay. Leonard Miller. I didn't have him as high. I'm at twenty six, but it's not a big difference. I just I didn't. I have him at twenty five. Well, you didn't see yeah, that impressive. I just wasn't impressed at all. That I mean, not at all, but I wasn't as impressed. Okay, I mean, 25 and 26, I guess I wasn't that okay, much but more just, impressed than you. But at least, I don't know, I just didn't think... I already, like, even though I put him at that spot, I just didn't think of him as the best player. I don't know. If that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, The Grizzlies, they're going to take Jet Howard, shooting guard out of Michigan. Um, Jet Howard is a guy that could go, like... uh upwards of maybe 13, but in our draft, he's fallen all the way to 25. Um, when I watched him, I wasn't really... The main thing that stands out with Jet Howard is that he can shoot really well. Um, he's not maybe the best... Well, he's a pretty good defensive player, but I think he can improve um, his shot creation rather than just being able to shoot threes. But, I mean, the Grizzlies, they just they have Luke Kennard who can shoot threes. If they get Jet Howard, they can be a three-point powerhouse and good on the defensive end. Yeah. Okay, now with the 26th pick, I have the Indiana Pacers selecting Bilal Kubelay, 6'7 wing out of France. actually plays for the same team as Victor Wembanyama. So. Yeah, so he gets overshadowed a bit, but he's still... He looks like a really good player. He plays good defense, and he seems like he has the potential to turn into a very good 3-and-D league in the NBA. So. Yeah. This year, it's, like, very deep at the wing position. Mm-hmm. And there's just, like, if we look at this draft, um, Amen Thompson, or Amon Thompson, like... If 
Wimbignon and Miller and Henderson weren't didn't exist, Amon Thompson would still be a pretty good number one draft pick. Yeah, like, it's a deep class. This we're year. looking at the top five or six picks, all really really good players. Yeah. Okay, now the Charlotte Hornets with the twenty seventh pick. I have them picking. City Sissoko, six seven, um, wing out of G League Ignite. He has he was elect like looking at yeah, highlights. We were looking at highlights. He just can before this. bring it down on people. Uh huh. And he can shoot as well, and play great defense. Yeah, I think that's someone that the, um, or, or Pacers, could definitely use. And it's they that, don't have a lot of uh, electric players, I should say. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is probably their most um, like electric, but he can bring the energy. Yeah. For them. And he also is another one of those players that's fallen in our draft boards. He actually, you see, it can see him a lot higher too. So yeah, or he, you has can see long, him he has a lot. Not on like some people's draft boards. But there's like so many wings that like players can just go up and down like. Who knows, like, some wings could fall and be, like, a lot further than you expect. Some can go higher just because there's so many different options. It just depends on what what a team, like, exactly finds the most impressive. Yeah. All right. Uh, then the Jazz. The Jazz have three picks in the first round of this draft. Um, so they're looking really nice. Uh, the Jazz, they're going to take their second WCC player, they're going to take Brandon Podensky, a shooting guard, out of Santa Clara. Podensky, he's a very good three-point shooter. He wasn't really on the radar before this year, um, but um, I, I think he left Illinois and joined Santa Clara. Illinois. Illinois. Sorry. And he's just done really, really well this year. He, didn't, he hasn't played against maybe the best players in the WCC, but, but he's looked good. He... He looked really good at the draft combine as well. I think he can develop into someone for the Jazz. Yeah, also another player that went in the draft before from Santa Clara, Jalen Williams. People didn't put him as high, and he kind of burst onto the scene last year, and he ended up being a great player. When he, he was second in um, uh, Rookie of the Year voting. So, yeah. yeah, and he was very good. And, like, the end of the year, he started slower, but... Like near the end, he was playing just as good as Paolo Bancaro. So, yeah. You never know. You can't like always the smaller schools. You never like you can't fully expect them to just like not be as good because they can definitely be good. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the Indiana Pacers with 29th pick. I have them picking Turquavian Smith, guard out of NC State. Are you looking like that? I just think he's too inconsistent. I don't know if he's a great pick in the first round. I think really any team could get him in the second round. I feel like he has potential. And, I mean, him next to Tyrese Halliburton, I feel like he he can be a great player, like not being the main guy, main guard, but if he can, I think... Yeah, and if what what happens... In this actual draft, they'll also have Bilal, or man, I'm gonna uh, mess up this name. Bilal Kubale. 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 
Uh, so they'll have a nice duo there. Um, and then with the final pick in the first round, um, the Clippers, they're going to, they will take Tracy Jackson Davis or Trace Jackson Davis. Um, really getting a big man is important. They don't, Jackson Davis isn't really, he's like a big guy, but he can't really shoot. So, um, that, uh, makes his stock go down a little bit. But the Clippers, they already have a lot of shooters, so that's not really what they need at this point. Um, they just need a big guy. I think he can really help them in that area. Yeah. They had, I mean, Zubach is not that great. Plumlee doesn't play great defense. I mean, he can shoot, but definitely. Yeah, and he's a good defensive player. That's what I yeah. didn't mention. Any players that weren't selected in the first round that you still think could, like, uh, do well that could break out this year. I think one of those players could possibly be Imani Bates, shooting guard out of Eastern Michigan. Very, very good shooter. Um, he, I think, uh, something about him, I, I think he does really well when he's the best player on the court or on the team because he originally went to Memphis. He was a really good high school recruit. Uh, he didn't do well there. He went to Eastern Michigan and he just erupted. So, um, when he gets the ball, I think he does well. I think he is still a second-round pick, um, even though he was averaging a lot of points per game. But Yeah, I mean, he's also playing that Eastern Michigan. Uh-huh. I, I think a player that could end up being good, sneaky pick, is Ryan Kalkbrenner, center out of Creighton. He's 7-1, he can shoot, and, like, that's undervalued, I feel like, and he can... Play solid defense, like rim protection. Yeah, he's look. He's what he's looking at is like a, he's probably gonna be a late second round pick. Yeah, somewhere around there. But we've seen second round picks do great things, like Nikola Jokic. Yeah, he was picked. I think he's picked forty six in the draft. Yeah. Um. So you never know. Maybe he can anchor some team. I think actually the Jazz. If they had a second-round pick, could use him because they do need a, a center, or they could use. Oh well, yeah, you are a pretty position. big fan of Brian Calcrater, so. Why? It just seemed like last, like on the March Madness podcast, you were just going. Oh yeah. There. They I, were I so think he's good. they lost most of their games just because he wasn't there. That's true. All right, so that's our NBA mock draft 1.0. The next one we do. Um, we'll have trades. We'll have trades, yeah. So, the Mavericks will get out of that pick. Possibly. I mean, hopefully. Why don't you want the Mavericks to pick a 10? Because they need to win now or else Luka's going to want to leave. So, you're, they you, they should... Oh, uh, one trade that no one has wanted to do is he wants to get some players from the Hawks. What was the one player you wanted? DeAndre was, Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, I mean... I don't, I don't think the Hawks would want to trade DeAndre. They're also over the cap in the new CBA rules. It's even going to be harder. So the tax line is going to be even more. So you never know. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see that. And, and how many of our players fall and rise. Because I remember the first NFL mock draft we did. Like It com- looked completely different once we did our second one. Like the players... Like, yeah, like we did, we're not going to be doing as far apart. The next one's probably yeah, but even then things could change. 
something at least. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, actually, one thing I want to say, even if Victor Wimbignana gets hurt, he's still going to be the number one pick. Well, like that's obvious. <laughs> it's just interesting how how far a team will go for Victor Wimbignana. Yeah. Okay, that's it for this week, EH Sports Podcast.